Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. And folks, we're having a little bit of fun with this one. It's December and you know what that means. It's our turn to take a little Christmas present to ourselves. And we start with a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Uh, so I'm like... I'm Dan. I'm Joss. Uh, Kaz isn't here tonight. She's just not really feeling so great, but she's a little she'll be back again. Yeah, but she's, she'll be okay. She'll yeah, be she'll be back again real soon. And this is oh man, this was. There's a lot to this one, <laughs> and it's really interesting on the backside of what this movie actually is because this movie was in the movie theaters. So we're still going with our usual rules. Quickly pulled out of the movie theaters and threw it on TV. It absolutely feels like a made-for-TV movie. It yeah. does. Yeah. It really does. It very much is, and there's one scene that shows why. With all the built-in commercial breaks, yeah. that helps, too. Yeah. There's one scene that shows why. And, I mean, when it's the Muppets, things are good. Yeah. As but, long as there are Muppets, it's it, going to be okay. Yeah. And the Muppets themselves are involved, and this was the very last production of the Jim Henson Company before they were swallowed up by Disney. Mm-hmm. And you could tell X. because it was marked by NBC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it is because the, I believe after this, after it's swallowed up by Disney, everything else comes out on ABC. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, the marketing's it, out of control. Yeah. Cross his leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some nice fun in this dude as a... Sort of, it's a wonderful life vibe. A little bit. And well, yeah. Daniel went full on Clarence at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Danielle. 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 Yeah. Uh. Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you that I got called Danielle at my graduation? You did? Yeah. yeah. Had yeah, it on the, video for the a while. Principal, uh, the principal called me da- Danielle as I walked across the stage. Yeah. And the thing is, he did that shit on purpose. Yeah. Because. Well, I've I've got I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I got into some trouble uh, my junior year for shit I didn't do. So I spent a good chunk of time in that man's office. Yeah, he knew who I was. Yeah. I am convinced he did that on purpose. Yeah, just to get at me. There are yeah. I mean, at least that's long past you, though, man. Yeah, yeah. At least that's long past you, but it's you know. So I mean, with this movie, there's a lot of it. I mean the. Reason why it was shoved to TV so fast is because of the one scene with the Scrubs cast. I had a feeling. Yeah, that you see that also. Bill Lawrence is there, but Scrubs as well was was a Disney show that was an ABC product that was put on NBC. So there was because of course it was. Yeah, there was a lot of contracts. They made the pilot for that show, and this was when it was on its heyday. You know, it's a season one, season two, and then it kind of scrolled, went downhill from there. But they did this in order to try to give it one more push to get a little higher ratings to get children involved, even though it really is it's not a, well, I, I, not not a kid's kid show. show. Definitely not a kid's no. show. No. No. No, it's not. But I mean, I, I believe personally it was more towards just well, to, to hit that current group's nostalgia. I was going to say, this, this movie... Yeah. Using Moulin Rouge, yeah, as uh, which was hilarious, which, which was hilarious, yeah. But you, using Moulin Rouge yeah. as a, as a part for a Christmas movie yeah. in a kids movie, yeah. And of course, Camilla <laughs> and the other chickens came out just like I knew it was going to be Camilla. Well, yeah, yeah but and yeah. Th- that makes 
sense for this type of movie, but yeah. using Moulin Rouge for a Christmas movie in a kids movie, yeah, that wasn't for kids. Well, that yeah. was strictly for the adults watching well, this movie. Well, yeah, with the chickens plucking Lady Marmalade. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, okay, that's all. That's and, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. a couple of them like, yeah. dressed as Christina. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And who else is in that song? Um, uh, it's Christina Aguilera, Pink, um, um, and I can't remember the fourth, but it was Little Kim. Little Kim. I was, I was, it was, I can't I was like, remember is the it, fourth one. I was like, is it, I would, I yeah. was switching her up with Mary J. Blige yeah. in my head for whatever reason. For some reason, yeah. I want to say Lady Gaga, but I don't think no. it was. No, 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 Lady no, Gaga no, no. was not even involved at that point. Like, no. No, but that, That's why yeah. I didn't think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a weird time. Yes. <laughs> that was that was a weird time in general. I mean, I could say this one on the show, but I actually um, we went to a place and was under hypnosis, and I got under hypnosis to dance like a chicken when Lady Marmalade came on. Oh no! <laughs> it worked, and as much as it cast the one who was on the fucking. Floor oh, because sure. I was bragging that I couldn't be hypnotized, and you know, like, I ended up that day. I'm like, I told you I couldn't be hypnotized. She's like, yeah. Now we have yeah, cell phones yeah. that can record that. Yeah, shit. like if cell phones were involved, like you know, cell phone. There's a cell phone video of a friend of ours in Australia who somehow, as we understand, recorded me trying to convince a driver when we were in Mexico on a tour. And when we were all seriously shit-faced, that I could, you know, find some kids so I could teach them to dance like a giraffe. Uh, okay. How I went to that, I have no idea. <laughs> but it was what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, this time in 2002, I mean, there's a lot of push and pull. I mean, Disney was eyeballing the Muppets quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The Henson family really didn't want to have anything to do with it, you know, whatsoever. And they just kind of wanted to get on their way, mm. you know, get on their way, reap the millions and then have like a percentage of it, you know, that they could, you know, they could get some royalties on anything through, you know, future and then just kind of sit on the money and be fine with it. Sure. You know, uh, Jim Henson, I believe, had died at he that had. point. You know, I've been mm-hmm. long since dead. Um, Jim was know, Jim was gone. At least ten years. Uh, his son was, at that point yeah. was still alive. Yeah, but he was he was uh, he was a puppeteer. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe it was long after this that he passed away. Um, right. Yeah. They were they were on their way out of it, and I believe the grandkids really didn't want to have anything to do with it either. You know, but yeah, Jim Henson died in 1990 suddenly, and I mean, this was really. On its way out, I mean, it was released in the theaters, um, um, I believe, in, you know, January, or actually, no, I'm sorry, November 2002, and then, you know, quickly brought into it, went, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, November 29, 2002, and then, like, wait a minute, no, we have to pay the Scrubs guys a hell of a lot more money if we keep them in the theaters. And, oh, shit, okay, let's put it on DC. You know, because it was most of the Scarab Scouts, which I've seen again, was genuinely freaking hilarious. But it was, especially considering yeah. you're, you're using them as yeah. the actors in Scarab yeah. and not as their not characters. As the characters. Yeah, which I, I, um, just get rid of yeah. Frankenstein over there. Yeah, 
Yeah, the the janitor, uh, which I cannot remember his damn name off the top of my head, Neil Flynn. Uh, Neil Neil Flynn in general is one of the funniest guys out of them. Actually, the funniest guy in the whole damn series. He is very funny. Yeah, because ninety percent of his stuff was written in scripts as Neil says something. <laughs> you know, just, just you know, very very minor stuff was written for him, and then he just kind of went on with it. Right. You know, and uh, there's there's a great bit if you ever watch Scrubs is a running gag about how um he had a fake wife who only had one thumb and a pinky, and it just just look it up. You know, my my wife was one thumb pinky made some shorts for you, and it just it was just great. It's just great because you see everybody else's reaction. It's cut to the side because. Nobody could really just stand it because everybody was cracking up laughing. <laughs> Even the background people were just yeah. cracking up laughing with it. Um, but, you know, we're dealing with that. Not talking about Scrubs, talking about the Muppets movie. Uh, this movie stars Steve Whitmire, David Gills, uh, Bill Beretta, J- uh, Eric Jacobson, David Arquette. Yep. Which took me a little while to realize it was David Arquette. Oh, really? It took yeah. me, when it says, and David Arquette, I'm like, wait, he's a Muppet? Yeah, right. He's yeah. Like, he's yeah. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he's an actual person yeah. in this. Yeah, um, but he is, he, you know, later on he became sort of top villain with it. Yeah, he was and, like the main character yeah. as, as a human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Whoopi Goldberg is God. I loved it. As the Which boss. As the made boss. me so happy. The boss. Well, that, this, that was the, like, the thing I told Dan about this movie is the fact that She's never referred to as God. She's yeah. only referred to as the boss. There's no religious connotation yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, but that made me happy because it didn't have a religious connotation and she was never actually referred to as God, but you can tell, especially mm. with the line, the uh, mm. I work in mysterious ways yeah. thing. And, yeah. and Daniel doesn't have wings. Nobody yeah. has, no one's referred to as an angel. Yeah. Right. Like that's all of this made me very, very happy. Yeah. That that made me happy, but it's obvious that she's yeah. God. Yeah, or I like the line with it. Okay, you convinced me to do this, and you can't convince me. You have to change, put all my records into MP3s. MP3s. Like wait, but you have every record ever made. And imports. And imports. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was when I was still at the radio station at uh, at UMass. There was this push to digitize everything we had in there, yeah. and that was a project no one wanted to do. You, you, yeah. saw, you saw that situation. Yeah. yeah. Never mind what the, the vinyls look like. Yeah. Just the CDs alone covered every I, available I inch it. of wall. Yeah. 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 So that was a, that was a yeah. situation no one yeah. wanted to be in. I don't know if you remember this, but I was fired from that radio station. <laughs> I That I forgot. Yeah. Right. I remember I was fired from that years and years back. I don't know if you remember, it was, we had a mutual friend at the time, Dan. Uh, another guy, Dan, who was around the polka hour, and he, uh, he right, climbed yep. up in the tower and posted pictures on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And they even wrote me in the office, and like, yeah, we gotta let you go, because we, yeah, we, you can't do that. You can't be doing that. That's yeah, not like, okay. I'm like, yeah, but he probably, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, I did that, and I was, um, I was supposed to be in charge of the jazz radio app. Huh. You know. I had two episodes, and then that was it. But that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, I do remember that, and I, I didn't know they tried to digitize it. I know they shut it down eventually. There, yeah, there was like a push to digitize everything, but it's like just looking at yeah. the amount of stuff there, everyone's like, what could nah. you do? No. Nah. 
Uh, and I understand why yeah. you want to do I mean, this thing. And I'm sure yeah. it's doable, but that's going to be a hell of a project. Well, somebody yeah. must have because, you know, with all the streaming there is yeah. now, somebody mm-hmm. had to have so, put that yeah. stuff on. Yeah, although I wonder whatever is left there. I mean, I think it's general t-shirts now. But I think I saw a social media ploy that was like, hey, if you want it, please come get stuff. <laughs> if you just take it from us. I, I, know, this, I know the station initially, yeah. uh, for a little while anyway, got turned into a uh, yeah. um, Catholic station. Really? The original number when they uh, swapped over. Oh, yeah. damn. Alright, so this movie here, it's just, let's go through it here. So, I mean, during the holiday season, the Muppet Theater is in financial hardship and the Muppets are seeking Kermit the Frog for guidance. I mean, well, that's kind of the joke all the time with the Muppets. They're they're always always in financial trouble. Yeah. 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 And Kermit eventually feels he's not useful to anyone and an angel named Daniel, played by David Arquette, Brings this up with his boss, Whoopi Goldberg, as they review what's going on with the with Kermit in the past hours. Now, I love when, you know, they go through it and then people are exchanging the gifts. Yeah. Like, you know, do you have the well, ducks? I got you, uh, yeah. I got you the, this um, diamond-plated uh, cheese cutter. Uh, yeah. uh, I sold my... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget what he sold. Yeah. I sold this to get you this. It's the gift of the Magi. It's, it's like, yep. yeah. but that joke runs for three separate times. Yes. I and, love and it. And the last one, it's basically, <laughs> it's uh, Bobo and <laughs> I can't remember the Muppet's name. That's basically. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, basically, yeah. Uh, it's basically, basically like, Sinatra. Yeah. It's green Sinatra. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, hey, thanks. Yeah. But he didn't get Bobo anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. I got you my gold record player. Thank you. Oh, yeah, right, good. <laughs> jingle bell? Is that a jingle bell? <laughs> I always thought that was Wayne Newton. I was pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Sinatra. Yeah, uh, that it would have been a Wayne Newton type of that again, you know. But isn't he? Imp- isn't he kind of just yeah. impersonating all those types of crooners? Yeah, though? yeah. just a lounge like, like a general, general. Yeah. yeah, general crooner, very Como type ish right. thing. That's, yeah, that's always the vibe yeah. I get from him anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, okay, he's not Richard Cheese. But, you know, <laughs> that would have made it a very different Muppet movie. <laughs> that would have made it, a, oh yeah. No, it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that kind of cheese. It's like, oh yeah, it's a very different kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was telling Dan this too. Matthew Lillard, I love him. Yeah. I, I do. I can understand why he can, like, get on people's nerves yeah. as well, but he's really good at playing an asshole yeah. or by playing something completely over the top. Yeah. And that's why I like as him. As Luke Fromage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's, when he's playing Luke Fromage in this, I immediately started to laugh. Oh, God. Uh, so earlier hours here, Kermit prepares for a Christmas show, and while... They're sitting around um, before, and they leaves when you leave from where they are in heaven or in the overworld. Um, I believe that's what they call it in the Muppet world. But the um, where they were in the other world, and Daniel who's an accountant. I mean, like when you get to heaven, are you be an accountant well, in general? Like, I, I who mean, knows yeah. what the budget is? Yeah, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you do that, you're in paradise, and you got to go to work and being in a, being in an office. And well, there, okay, if but think about it this way: yeah. there are people who enjoy 
Numbers. Mm. Yeah, if you're yeah. a profoundly boring person and numbers are just like yeah. your your like love. Yeah. More power to you. Mean, you're I, boring. It just means like, that it makes you, you it makes but, you comfortable. Yeah. There, you know, there are people who enjoy yeah. math. Yeah. Like, so nope. maybe he's one of those people. And he said, "Numbers, numbers, I understand. People are unpredictable." Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, he's more yeah. comfortable with numbers than people. Yeah. It is uh, okay. They're heaven, not my kind of heaven. Exactly. You know, yeah. when you look at it, you're like, "Oh God, I've got to look at spreadsheets." Also, he's an angel. Yeah. Angels are. Are very different because yeah. they work for God. Yeah. So technically, so. Yeah, they're where he has to go see the boss, and uh, William H Macy is his is supervisor. His supervisor. <laughs> and that's what I told Nick that there's, there's a very subtle Pleasantville joke here, and it's, it was like a one-liner kind of thrown in there, and I was just like, "That's a Pleasantville joke." That's kind of a deep cut right there. Oh, so they're all being color. Because what do you uh, expect us all to be? What's next? We're all in color. Yeah. And I'm like, William yeah. H. Macy was the dad in Pleasantville. Yeah. Everybody's in black and white in that movie. Oh, next, God. everybody's in color. And I'm like, that's a Pleasantville joke. Uh, what a great movie it that's is. A very good movie. Yeah, what a fantastic, fantastic movie in general. Um, But, you know, where they come in and then, you know, um, Daniel doesn't really see this. You know, it was called Dan, but refers to be called Daniel. Later Dan, called Danny, Danny L. Danny L. Yeah. Oh no, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Later called Danny L. Said, you know, go to see the boss, and there's a beautiful when the doors open. And like, well, no, he's not going to do it. He did it. I mean, he's not going to go in there. He's going in there. You know, he's uh, doing it. Yeah, he's, he's going to do it. it. He's a his career. He's a dead man. Really. <laughs> he did it. Oh my god, he did it. And then we leave Kermit, who's just sitting on the bench, just freezing over. And because he feels that his, basically his yeah. life and everything is yeah. over at this point. Because he's yeah. ruined all of his friends' lives, he couldn't save but the theater. But at this point, we don't know what he did. We yeah. just know that life sucks for him right now. Yeah. Which is which is a thing that frogs actually do is frogs go into the mud during wintertime. Yeah, they hibernate. And they and, basically and freeze over. They go yeah. into like stasis. Yeah, so it was kind of disturbing in my own opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you see that you go, oh no. Oh, oh no. So, so when Kermit's preparing for the show, it's fellow Muppets along with Bobo the Bear playing Santa Claus. Kermit approaches uh approached by Rachel Bitterman, who is the head Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, who is the head of the banker, a head of the bank and a real estate agent, who is taking over the bank because Mister Bitterman is now dead. I see. You know, is it bad that the only reason I recognized her was by her voice, and that was only because of Adam's Family Values? You know what? See, that's funny because I know mm. her from lots of other things. Uh -huh. Yeah, I remember her as uh, as uh, Fester's wife. Yeah, I can't remember her name. She was a uh, Serial killer, the Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Black Dahlia. No, no she was no. in Adam's no. Family Value. She was like, uh, she she would like marry rich husbands, and then kill them off, and get all the insurance money. And she was trying to do that. To yeah, Fe she's trying to do that to Fester, but Fester isn't Adam. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ever work. The character name there was Debbie Jelinski. Yes, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. Debbie. Yeah, but it was basically it was the. Um, I believe it was the Black Dahlia type thing, but yeah, she um, was just coming off of a of a sitcom that was very short lived called What About Joan, 
Um, I don't know really anything more about that, but yeah, it was kind of her, you know, it was a very short-lived ABC show. Um, but she's really kind of hamming it up, and I think, you know, where it's like most of the, you know, most of the villains and Muppets who are really just super over the top. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. have, you have to, like, yeah. you have to ham it up for the Muppets, because it's, yeah. it's the Muppets. You're not yeah. going to stand out next to next to them if you don't actually just ham it up like like crazy and that's just kind of the yeah. thing yeah but she's hamming it up with her eyes with her facial expressions and the fact that she really wants to foreclose on the muppet theater in order to open up a a club with overpriced watered down drinks a, a club called club dot yeah and then we <laughs> see the club later and i'm like you know i'm actually kind of okay with this place yeah <laughs> no this it is reminds the, me uh, of club hell let's be honest yeah <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, damn, it's a ways back. <laughs> yeah, it's a ways back. So uh, she says that she's going to foreclose on the theater if Kermit doesn't pay her, and Peppy the Prawn, the okay. King Prawn, leaves and falls in love with Peppermint. <laughs> and Pepe, who just, like, is kind of the grossest one in this whole movie, but he genuinely is kind of funny as hell. I like my women like I like my latte, <laughs> like I like my coffee. I died laughing. <laughs> like, not gonna lie, that's a that's a decent line. That line I started laughing. I was like, wow, that's funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Kermit the Frog gives calls to celebrities to try to get star power because they're having a talk and saying, you know, in order to in order to save the theater, we have to forego forego our salary for one year. And Piggy immediately bails. Yeah. Sorry, Kirby, Hollywood awaits. I'm sorry, I have to go. Oh, okay, it was a star, so call <laughs> Alright, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So calling Kelly Ripa. Um, who else here was Kelly? Molly Shannon. Yeah. Mom. And apparently in this universe, Molly Shannon and Kermit dated briefly? Apparently. Uh, well, I, uh, Some, in her head, they did. It's like, someone didn't call me back. Do you remember that? When I, when I, so I made I made a key to his apartment. Yeah. I uh, was I snuck in. I rearranged his closet. his closet as a gesture of love, and then he stopped calling me. So I don't see that as a relationship. I see yeah. that as stalking. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic Molly Shannon. Oh, very, though, right? very. That's why it's funny. <laughs> okay. uh, no, that's all right. Uh, I understand, Mister Schwarzenegger. Thank, thank you anyway. No, no, I get it, Mr. Connery. It's just like the, the trying to call everybody that that, they, that he can. He doesn't know anyone. And they're like, well, we're going to have to. The only star we can get, we're going to have to get Piggy back. And he's like, fine. Well, they never mentioned Piggy's name. Yeah. They we're going to have to get back. We're going to have to get back. We have to get her back. And they're like, all right, fine. I'll go yeah. get her. Yeah, but I mean, in the scene where you get it, that really just kind of destroyed the movie. Um, they kind of grinded it to a halt, but then it was damn funny when you have the Scrubs cast and Miss Piggy is an extra mm-hmm. who really didn't need to be an extra. Right. You really, it's supposed about to be it. a dead body. Yeah, it's like, but you don't see her because she's under yeah. a sheet. Yeah, it's like you could have put a doll. Yeah. Or yeah. I think those shocky things worked. I'm alive. I'm God. alive. God. I think I should date JD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was that was really funny in the in the context of the TV show. 
Uh, Sarah Shock, uh, you know, played played Elliot Reed, yeah. and JD played by Scott uh, Zach Braff. Um, you know, the two of them did start dating, and then off yeah, again, but not off so again, later again. though. No, they did. They did for a little bit at first, and then it quickly became a will they, won't they thing right. for the rest of the damn series. Which, again, in hindsight, kind of dragged the whole damn thing down for a while. You know, but it's just because all of them are just general idiots. But beside the point, of Monday we're not doing a Scrubs review, but <laughs> you know, but where they looked at it, and um, it's. Apparently, one of the things behind the scenes on that show, though, was that Sarah Chalk was kind of, like, was really messy and was really not really the neatest person in the room. Mm. And, you know, was kind of, like, pretended to be the Miss Piggy thing, but then wasn't really the diva. <laughs> you know, but I, I liked that John C. McGinley was involved with it because of all the stuff that he's done. And he got involved with it because his son, who had autism, was a massive fan of the Muppets. Aww. You know, and uh, he does quite a bit of work. That's why you see in any of his movies, he has a, uh, a yellow and um, a yellow and blue wristband for nice. autism awareness. That any of his characters have that, and it is visible. Nice. Um, but he does quite a bit of work. If playing a real damn asshole, he actually is a generally nice guy. Um, but for that, I mean, he um, with the <laughs> with oh no, I'm alive, and then Bill Lawrence fires her. Yep. They're like, oh, wait, I'll take her home, no problem. And then they get back to it. And then we learn that uh, after uh, after that, uh, Pepe finds out the deadline is midnight, but Bitterman changes it to 6 p.m. because they only have one copy of the contract. And Pepe had it with him when he basically defected. Yeah. And, but there is a beautiful scene where, you know, like Pepe's hiding underneath the... Uh, uh, Pepe's hiding underneath her chair, and you have the you have that lackey banker guy. Yeah, not everything is in your window. Yeah, <laughs> in your window. window. <laughs> Why'd you go ahead and help me with that? I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll oil your chair. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> um, the Pepe overhears this. He tries to warn Kermit about the changing of the deadline. Upon learning this, Kermit. Sends Fozzie to go ahead and de- and deliver the money to Bitterman, which you had to know was going to be a mistake because again, Fozzie best yeah. intentions, but he's Fozzie. Yeah, right, right, and Fo- you know, and then you get the but you get the whole Lady Marmalade Moulin Rouge segment, <laughs> which kind of threw me. <laughs> I'll be honest. That was that was a little. I was not prepared for that. Yeah. So I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> But the line that got me and I almost fell out of my chair was the line where Miss Piggy says, but you all shut up. I don't remember what song I'm supposed to sing. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what song. It's my song. Yeah. And then just Scooter runs out. It's like, it's, it's uh, Santa Baby. Oh, right. Yeah. That, I lost it. I think hey, that was perfect. And her whole spiel was great. Um, but Fozzie's on the run to try to deliver the money. He runs into a Santa, runs into a <laughs> runs crazy... In, okay. Runs into a crazed Australian who wants to study him and, like, yeah. tranquilize him. Now, here's the thing. Steve Irwin. Yeah. Steve Irwin <laughs> passed away in 2006. I, we, yeah. I had to look it up yeah. because I wanted to make sure that he was still alive. Sure, making, fun of, making fun of him while he's still alive, fine. He was not terribly... Like, he, he didn't take himself all that seriously to start yeah. with. Also, I'm pretty sure if they'd asked, he would have played himself in that role. Yeah. 
easily because he seems like that kind of a guy. He played himself in uh, was it um, Doctor Doolittle? Yeah. yeah, where he well, gets like eaten I by said, a crocodile. Maybe yeah. he did, and he was busy. Like yeah. that's maybe he was in Australia and couldn't get to wherever they were filming this on time. Somewhere in somewhere in Canada, I saw like a Canadian uh, credit scene at one point. Okay, so yeah, maybe you know, maybe there were extenuating circumstances. Maybe but yeah, it's like this, this happened before he passed away, so the the joke is not as potentially gross as it might have been. I think so. I mean, also, I I I think you could have done something else other than Steve Irwin. Yes. Yeah, because why why is he wandering around this random Christmas village in yeah some town? Yeah, USA? I mean, you, you got that gimmick of okay, he's got a camera crew with him and. You know, you go with the South Park spoof of it. You're like, oh, look at that. It's me. I'm going to jam my thumb up its butthole. Right. It's the most venomous species in the world. Let's yeah. see if I can piss it off. Yeah. You know, or you got that. And, okay, that's fine. But I'm, I, I looked at it and I saw the same thing. I'm like, is he dead at this point? I'm like, okay, it's Jim Henson Company. They probably would have had a couple lawyers look at that. Or go, oh, no, it's not South Park where they did a joke about Steve Irwin being dead. Right. You know, the week after he fucking died. Right. You know, which was kind of like, That's okay. That's bad taste, guys. Yeah, but, I mean, it was also Satan having a birthday party at the W Hotel. And two of those people who were advertised were people that I actually knew. Uh, you know, they tell them, like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I know exactly who I'm calling as soon as I walk in the door. <laughs> I so, did you see? Yes, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, hey, did you see? Yeah, we know. Uh, so, Fudge is still on the run. He runs into a gang of who's who dye him as green as a Christmas tree. And he gets mistaken for the Grinch by angry who's. Um, uh, oh, that was... Okay, the, the close-up of the, yeah. the who's face yeah. is just like, okay, alright, no, I'm not okay with this. No. I'm not okay with this. I'm I'm too sober for this moment. Yeah, me too. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Fozzie goes through the steam beds, ends up normal, and throws off the ooze, and Fonzie eventually makes it to the bank and down to Bitterman's office where he goes through burning lasers. Mm-hmm. Because that's how lasers work. Uh, well, they do some... if you've watched Real Genius. Yeah. Or, or um or Resident Evil. Yeah, true that. Uh, dicey into cubes. Yeah, but his reaction of just where he like he ran through and forgot the bag on the other side and had to run. Ah! Like, oh, I just love the fact that they she refers to it when she sees it later by saying that he smells like a burnt couch. He smells like a burnt couch. <laughs> and like there's a there's like a half second of humanization for her character as she's watching him run through the lasers. She's just like ooh ooh. Ooh. Like I said, she's a bad person, but she's not a bad boss because yeah. she's giving all of her employees yeah, their they, Christmas bonus. They get all bonuses and everything. It's like she seems to be an okay boss, but an evil human. Yeah. And she's going to get this for her own thing. And, you know, and find out that Fozzie grabbed the wrong bag when he was at the Salvation Army. Oh, that, I, and, I hate mm. to say it, but the writing for that was on the wall, especially yeah. when Fozzie was like, let me go. I was like, don't let him go. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, right. He is not responsible. Yeah. It's like, he's gonna try, but good lord, yeah. it's Fo- it's Fozzie. You should yeah. know this by now. Yeah. It's like, especially on Christmas Eve, you're gonna be for the money now. Frog, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, the movie goes hard left, and it goes into It's a Wonderful Life, where yeah. after the witness the event, the boss says, okay, I'll do that, but, you know, always 
She has some sort of tree and she makes coffee from a tree. It's a shrub. Yeah. It's a shrub. <laughs> it's a coffee shrub. Yeah. yeah, when you understand, when you write the laws of the universe, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you know where the loopholes are. Yeah. It's a coffee like, shrub. That's a perfect Whoopi Goldberg line. Oh, very much so. Yeah, that's a perfect, perfect Whoopi Goldberg line. I There's a, a great stand-up that had been kind of lost in time. I would love to find it again of Whoopi Goldberg on Broadway. And, you know, her going through and she goes through the mess of, like, the clean jokes, the dirty jokes, and and other things. And then she does this ending monologue of, you know, a disabled woman, which... Genuinely, I would want to find it again because personally, it made me kind of cry. Oh. But, you know, we're in a good way. But then when you see this or how somebody can live and when she does this thing about living with God and being who she is and what she would twist around if she was God. But, and the only person who could pull that off besides probably Robin Williams, mm. you know, in the same way, but she pulled it off so beautifully well. And I saw that like, like, okay, if, if it does come time, you're at the end, you're in front of the maker, and you meet the boss of the universe, and it ends up being whoopee, I would be okay with that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, you thought it was me, Jack, didn't you? <laughs> oh, you let in. You're the only one who saw my movie, Eddie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you suffered through Theodore Rex. Yeah. Right, you get VIP. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so after the events, he said, oh, Daniel goes ahead and helps Kermit, and Daniel arrives, and he doesn't want to do it, but then he's pushed in anyway. And you look like an ice cream man from, from uh, Hello, Hello Dolly. Dolly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he does. He figures out from the, you know, Miracles for Dummies books yeah. how to, you know, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life Kermit, yeah. and uh, they end up in, like, the evil mall dimension after making a quick stop on Dagobah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's two little cameos in this movie that brought me a little bit of joy. Yeah. Mel Brooks mm-hmm. as, 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 the snowman. Snowman. as the snowman. Yeah. And Who gets tranked in Fozzie's place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everything's yeah. getting all mixed <laughs> together. And Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Or the back of Yoda's head at any rate. Yeah. He's, he's credited as Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. It's just the so Yoda. End up, yeah. Yeah, he ends up in the evil mall dimension, yeah. and all of his friends are like either homeless or pickpockets or cat ladies yeah. or or like a river dancing troupe. Yeah. <laughs> but, or bouncers. Yeah. Me, me, right. me, me, me. Or cage dancers. Yeah. Oh, the fact Scooter that. Scooter yeah. was living his best life. Scooter yeah. was great. Yeah. He was my favorite. <laughs> Scooter yeah. was living his best life as a cage girl. Yeah. Okay. Totally I'm was. telling you. I loved it. Oh my god, I love it so yeah. much. But Meatboard as a, a jacked up bouncer was. Meat, meat, meat. Meat. And uh, honey, and uh, Benson Honeydew at the door has a soul patch. Yeah. Like, of course, he's got a goddamn soul patch. I loved it. No, this is Dot. <laughs> Can't you read the sign? This is Dot. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Some of those were great. Yeah. Uh, it was Miss Piggy as a cat lady. I was like, okay, I can kind of buy this. And but a psychic phone. That. I, I thought it was going somewhere else. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when she mentions, I, I'm an actor, and the phone rings, I'm like, oh, no, she's a phone sex no, operator. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. she's a phone sex operator. Yeah. <laughs> and I, they're both 900 numbers. Yeah. 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 I thought it was going Rocco's Modern Life, where Rocco <laughs> got the job as the... Uh, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. baby. Rocco? 
This is big, big head. head. And both hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but the great parts of that scene is that you have like the signs on the side be sexy yeah and be lovely be, uh, be lovely be courteous be sexy yep yeah. <laughs> god I love and, that show oh god it's way too damn good it's way too damn and good way, still and way dirtier than it should have been oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's when you realize yeah. that cartoons aren't just for kids no no because they got something for the parents who were stuck watching them, too, and the babysitters are like, hey, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And my favorite, though, was when you find out she's playing a psychic. Because she and has to put the, I love she, she has to put, put the wig on, on, too. Yes. It's, it's it, method acting. I have yeah. to get in, in character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't have your fear. And the, the um... You know, I I read. Pinky, you're not Jamaican. I'm not psychic either. <laughs> Hello. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, frog. Yeah, I I read uh, I read a book recently with the uh, a guide to the actor's life is with Jenna Fisher, mm. and you know going through the whole how tos if anyone wanted to go to Hollywood and make it and everything else, and one of the jobs she had to do was as a as a phone psychic. Mm. And she only did it for a day because most people, once she said, you know, like, legally had to say it's three ninety nine a minute after, to, you know, after five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, some people would pay a dollar then hang up and she would get a percentage of it and she felt really freaking dirty. Yep. And she honestly explains it, but then, you know, she's like, oh, I see a lot in your future, which, I mean, if you've seen The Office or anything else she does, Jenna Fisher always plays that very sweet lady. Yep, yep. In general, and I can't really picture it, but then a lot of other actors who don't want to mention it also did this. Mm-hmm. You know, who don't want to do this, but in my head, I'm trying to think, Canon, who actually did the phone psychic thing? I could probably name a few. You know? I see I see a large phone bill in your very near future. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole back end where you have the, like, let's see, um, yeah, uh, Gonzo is homeless. He's like um, he's like busking on the street yeah. with Amy the Brick because he yeah. never met Camilla. <laughs> yeah, that that I that took me a little bit to click because it's been a while that I've seen any Muppet. Yeah, but yes. Dan, yeah, yeah he, he never met Camilla the Chicken, so he's miserable and alone. Yeah, and they're at Bitterman Plaza, which like I really wanted Bruce Willis to show up and have like a boy of Nakatomi Plaza, or just or just have Bruce Willis fall out of a uh, an air vent or something. Yeah. Willis doesn't do anything. He gets paid. True. I mean, you could pay him for a cameo to fall out of an air vent. No, yeah. didn't you ever? You never heard the uh, the phone interview that he did. Yeah, uh, no. it, was, it was a radio show that he was doing, and they asked him to do a promo. Yeah, and he told them, "Yeah, you gotta pay me a million dollars for this promo." Really? Yeah, it's, it's on. It's like a recorded thing. Damn. Um, and they were like, "Are you serious?" And he was like, "Yeah." Yeah. And they yeah. were like, "Well, fuck you, bro." Yeah. Like, he was Damn. too busy ruining a small Colorado town. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I that this was like an yeah. interview set up for yeah. I forget what movie was coming out, but like yeah, wow, yeah, like Wait, legit, he doesn't do anything out. unless yeah. he gets paid. Wow, yeah, wow. and I'm not joking when I say he was ruining a small town. It might not have been Colorado, it might have been Idaho. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So Bitterman had turned the nearby park near the Muppet Theater into a shopping mall. And the theater itself becomes Club Dot, and there's a great scene where she's talking and getting drinks and finding out beautiful things, and Doc Harper's fried frog legs. First scene in the Muppet movie becomes a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what Kaz looked at that like, okay, even Miss Piggy's not really going to get into this. <laughs> and we cracked a joke about something I can't remember, but Daniel um, has Kermit try to restore him back to reality, but he doesn't know how to bring it back. He's like, I know how to make it this way, but I don't know how to turn it back to normal. And but then he gets a, gets a call, call on a toy phone. Yep. I love it. I love, yeah, I love it. Like, what? Toy what? phone call. Yeah. That's a little weird. The, okay, fine, fine, fine. The yeah. song that happens before this, too, yeah. is heartbreaking. Is, well, okay. The first half of it, like I told him, it was like yeah. watching um, The Wedding Singer again. Yeah. The song that Adam Sandler sings, where he's like, the beginning of the song, but he was still with the ex-girlfriend. At the end of the song that he wrote was after they broke up. And he was listening to a lot of the Cure. Somebody That's what it felt like. The song yeah. is really dark because yeah. Gonzo is singing and it's yeah. really sad. And yeah. how like life, he no he's alone. He's got no friends. It's gonna be okay. the most miserable yeah. Christmas yeah. ever. It's like he's and in a mall Kermit, after closing on Christmas Eve. And then Kermit comes in and starts singing. Like and it becomes hopeful at the end. Yeah, it's what it felt like. The first half of the song is like sad and miserable, and then the second half of the song is is. Hopeful and everything is like, oh, we're watching the reverse of the wedding singer. <laughs> this scene also shows, like, the no matter what world they're in, Gonzo and Kermit are going to be best friends. They're best friends. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like Gonzo is like he's weird. He does all, of, but he he and Kermit are friends. He's alien. Like he he's a whatever. <laughs> yeah. We didn't find out he was an alien until Muppets from Space, I which was that. after this. So before that, he's a whatever. But um. No, if, like it, it is the the three main ones in the Muppets: Kermit, Gonzo, Fozzie. Mm-hmm. Right, and obviously Miss Piggy is is part of it, but like the the main three. But Fozzie is way more of a, uh, I don't know, like he's got a little bit of hero worship of yeah. Kermit, whereas Gonzo is just Kermit's friend. He doesn't take doesn't take his crap. He's not like you know, it doesn't have stars in his eyes, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. He questions Kermit's uh. His motives sometimes. Yes. Whereas, whereas Fozzie just kind of like goes thorns over him all, like completely. Yeah. So. Oh, and in the other world, we I find always kind of see Fozzie as more of a sidekick. That okay? Yeah, I forgot about like, that. Oh man, no, no! Come on, at least have one person be yeah. okay. Yeah. Where you did, took your wallet, and you didn't have pockets. Yeah. Like okay, you now Kermit has pockets somewhere. It's his, it's his prison wallet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Kermit does end up in prison with Danny Trejo. He does. Yeah. Good night, yeah. Danny Trejo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and they're restored back to reality. Their bitterman arrives, wants to shut down the theater, and fights with Miss Piggy. Oh, which the was fight, great. The fight with Miss Piggy was fantastic. And with, and with the, the, the voice dubbing. Yeah. It was kind of hard. Like, oh, oh my no. goodness. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> visual, that was a visual joke. I apologize oh there. God, but if so you've funny. seen an old Godzilla movie, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Well, when, when it cuts to Kermit, he's doing it too. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was beautiful. <laughs> I was watching old school Kung Fu movies. Yeah. It was great. But, but when it ducks and Miss Piggy shows up with the game the black belt on, I'm like, okay, I, now oh, we're. Oh, yeah. her sudden costume changes are exactly Miss Piggy's thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was waiting for it. Let's do this. Yeah. I was yep. waiting for the. But that Kill Bill was way later. Yeah. It? No, Kill Bill was a little bit later. In the same this year. This was before it, though. Was it? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, this was before it wasn't when it was. This was in production in two thousand. Oh, they were probably both being made at the same yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. Makes During sense. the fight, though, I just wanted it to go letterbox and have yeah. to like zoom in on their face. Yes, <laughs> that would have been great. Yes, yes, but you know, Joan Cusack kind of holding her own, and then Pepe arrives. He breaks up the fight and announces them up at theater. When you know she was jilted a little bit, then he announces that it's now a historic landmark. Because he uses his powers of bureaucracy. Yeah. And <laughs> even though it's foiled the plan, even though if she did anything, whoever owns it, they can't change anything. It has to stay exactly the same. Yeah, and even offers like this can be very profitable if you help us out. She's just still so bitter. <laughs> Bitterman. I yeah. get it. Uh she's still so bitter, she just like now it yeah. storms out like a petulant child. <laughs> I, I love the the what she has that that again that over the top basic villain that wonderful thing and I mean it's the best Muppet villain of all time will be will always be Michael Caine Scourge. Oh yeah, because in, Michael in my, Caine, yeah. okay, Mike, okay, what Michael Caine did in Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol yeah. is a bit different than other yeah. like uh, celebrities have done in Muppet yeah. movies because when you're in a Muppet movie, it gives you. Like carte blanche to just ham it the fuck up, yeah. And people just jump on that; they love that idea. Michael Caine played it as serious as a heart attack, ignoring the fact that he was surrounded by Muppets. Yeah, like his his Scrooge was pitch perfect. He's gonna yeah. use the Scrooge character if he was doing it for the like the Royal Shakespeare Company. Right. I'm walking into this as I would walk into any movie set or theater. And I'm going to play it exactly the way I would for anybody. Like, it doesn't else. matter that I'm that I'm acting opposite a frog and a bunch of rats. Nope. I don't care. No, he he did it perfect. Yeah, it that, he, he it yeah. was a it, it's amazing what he did because the 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 overacting and hamming it up thing that's great. But his his performance in Muppet Christmas Carol was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I I totally totally agree with you. It was one of the best of the best ever. And I mean, I think wow. he, uh, Chino, do you disagree? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this one itself, I mean, I think for this movie, I don't know what I'm doing here, Chino, sorry. Yeah, he's just uh, being weird. Yeah. You're all right. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I love this movie as it is. I mean, anytime I see it, I love Muppets. Yeah, it's not the best but, Muppet movie no. I've ever seen, but it by far is not the worst. I enjoyed <coughs> it. Muppet Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> I know. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, it, but it was like a little. I was like, ah, like. It, it, to me, it, it was. It was the Henson Company dying. Yeah. On its last, uh, really on its well, last leg. Apparently, there's a sequel to this movie, and the sequel to this movie is. The, the Muppet, Muppet Wizard, Wizard of Oz, yeah, which, which I have seen and I fell asleep. Uh, yeah. during. Which, I, well, I was like, why is there a sequel? Like, yeah, but they, they, if you IMDb this, like, if you there is another Muppet Christmas, Christmas they call movie it. As well. They call the actual sequel. To this, which I was like, why is there a sequel? Right. I don't yeah. get it. But the sequel is the Wizard of Oz, which I'm like, that's weird. Like, yeah. why? Like, I just don't understand it. But that's. Like it's not yeah. for me to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, other cameos and wonderful things. Like, when you had Triumph the Insult Comic Dog coming on. That was funny. You know. I was, Muppet I movies was, are always great. For me to poop on. For me to poop on. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you I was got a little me again. surprised. Yeah. You that. Me, uh, thanks. Yeah. You got yeah. me again. It's very, um, just for the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, it's a beautiful movie for what it is. Yeah. For what it is, but just, you know, before it's swallowed up, and they're now with the Disney company, kind of wanting to forget that it owns the Muppets, mm-hmm. and not really doing too much with it. Like, even when you visit the Muppet areas in Disney or on Hollywood Studios or whatever the hell it's called now, it's kind of forgotten. Like, I don't even remember there being yeah. a Muppet section at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Not at not at Hollywood Studios because it's Marvel, Harry Potter, yeah, the, uh, Transformers, yeah. Trans, uh, the uh, the Transformers, uh, Simpsons World, Simpsons. Transformers is Universal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, Island Harry Potter's in Universal. Islands of, yeah. yeah, Islands of yeah. Adventure, and it's yeah. not really a section. It's just like Jurassic that one Park. ride. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Uh, um, yeah. With that oh, man, Velociraptor puppet yeah. that I knew was a puppet, but I still didn't want to get anywhere near. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thirty something years old is just like that's a, that's a dinosaur. No. I I found it weird that Men in Black is still there. Although it's a decent ride. Yeah. Mm. It is anything that almost throws me out of a car. Whee! <laughs> and somehow you still got more points than me. Total Gibson fiction. Shut up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> But it, to me, it just kind of went, meh. It, it wasn't, yeah. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie, but yeah. it was, I, the, some of the jokes were funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I like. Yeah, I mean, for for a Muppet movie. Yes. For what it is, it's okay, it's fine. I mean, I just, I wanted to shine a light on one that was forgotten. Mm. That one was forgotten. I didn't even know it existed, so yeah. it was fine. Well, yeah. There was, there was another, yeah. um, there was another Muppet Christmas movie a few years after this. Yeah. Well, a couple years after, uh, well, a few, 2008, a Muppets Christmas Letters to Santa, where Gonzo accidentally diverts three letters to Santa. Mm. And, yeah, it looks like, um, I don't know, it might be worth checking out. Uh-huh. I just saw, uh, why can't I remember his name? Nathan Lane's in it. Yeah. As Officer Meany. Hmm. Huh. Ooh. And it has to do with the post office. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Gee. Carry on. Yeah. All right. So I think we want to tell you a little bit about 4041 Media and other mm-hmm. things. And a little more after that. So of what's coming with Movie Theater Time Machine. But we'll play fantasy casting after this point. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And soon to be new with Movie Theater Time Machine, we'll soon have MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. Yes. Which will have plenty of our own stuff going up, including our Patreon and many other things come up and what's coming forward. Links to our social media and many things that we'll definitely bring in quite a bit and make 2023 pretty good for all of us. At least least we hope. Yeah, at least we hope so, yeah. Yeah, but to make this long-standing project turn to something different, it's, you know, nothing really will change, but this long-standing fun thing we've been doing 
is going to be a step up next year. God willing. God willing. So we're here with fantasy casting. Hmm. Now, see, my my usual thing for fantasy casting isn't going to work because it is still already mostly Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. I have one I want to start with. So you have the horny banker that follows Mrs. Bitterman in. Yeah. The scene before you had the cast from Scrubs. So why not have the Todd in this? Right. Yeah, you know, it just makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> Thirty-two. Hell yeah. 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 Now see, when I when I first saw that dude in, in profile, I yeah. was like, "Please let it be John Cena. Please yeah. let it be John Cena." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been only what twelve at that point. Yeah. Probably. What's up? He probably would have been twelve at that in point. Two thousand two. Yeah. How old is John Cena? Yeah. Or he, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I thought just, he was much younger than me. He might be. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah. 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 But I think John Cena's older than us. Oh, uh, John Cena, he wouldn't have been seen. Ah. Uh, yeah, we, we'd never have seen him. Yeah. He's, John Cena's forty-five. He's oh. older than us. Yep. Oh, so all right. He, 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 I, I, Twenty years yeah. ago, he was twenty-five. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was oh, okay. Yeah, but just having the Todd in that one to be able to just carry on that because in this universe. The Scrubs actors are there, but having the Todd actor come in to play and just doing the Todd lines would have been funny just for the <laughs> having that having that little over the head of the kids yeah. just for the adults. Yeah. You know. Actually, I missed Turk. You're immune. I miss Turk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they did that in the, in, in the ICU, Turk being a surgeon. I know. You know, it wouldn't I have know. made sense. But, yeah, I mean, having Donald, Donald Faison, I think, would have had way too much fun with Kermit. I love, well, the thing is, I love that actor. Yeah, me I too. I love him very much. Yeah. So the fact that he wasn't there made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> even if he had just popped in yeah. to be like, even if he ran over and be like, God, my name's Yeah. You know, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'm here too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, his, uh, his handle on Instagram is Donald underscore Azon. Is it? Yeah, you explain it later. How did he come back? Because I had to get the F out. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's a nerd. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but him and Zach Braff have a podcast called Fake Doctors Real Friends. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, because I, I was like, they're real friends in real life. Yeah, I've I've been a fan of them for a while, but listening to those two while they try to review a Scrubs episode God. is an unintentionally hilarious. And I listen to it, I'm like, holy crap, it's me and Kaz. You know, as, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, yeah, it's the two of us. And, you know, going through it, I guess if anyone does know what it is, but they did an animated version of this on YouTube, mm-hmm. is to watch the episode, you know, find the animated version of the podcast where they talk about their merchandise and trying to get a washcloth together. <laughs> I, it is the... It is just hands down probably the funniest five minutes I've heard in the podcast in a very long time. Up there when we came up with lubrication. And lubrication. Ka- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when Kaz had the idea of I have a vagina and you need to listen to me. <laughs> we all just kind of died for about five minutes. Vagina mancy. Yeah. To listen to me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's all. That's really all I had for this one. I'll probably come up with another. Or so. I, mean, 
I mean, the movie worked as is. Yeah. And I would have liked to see John Cusack in it because yeah. I don't think I've ever seen John and Joan in a movie together, and they're siblings. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say that's her I wonder brother. If they, yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. They're legit siblings. I don't think I've ever seen them together. And the only thing I could think of is, God damn it, I want to see him in this too. Yeah. I legit thought that while watching this movie. Huh. I mean, maybe it could have been Daniel. Not necessarily. I think I just wanted to see them as like siblings that are evil yeah. together. Jesus, hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm I'm checking Google for this and I, I'm typing in have John and Joan Cusack and before I've started it says have John and Joan Cusack ever dated? No. Gross. Oh God. People. Gross. People. No. 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 no that shows no. how often people have checked that. Yeah. Right. Right. Or are they married? Or no. no. I can understand if people might think they're married because they have the yeah. same last name. Their siblings. Apparently, right. they've, they've been in ten movies together. Really, yeah. I have not seen one of them. <laughs> I don't know which ones they are. I'm gonna look that that shit up right now because I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, I mean, anyone got anything? Not sure? really. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we said it. One of them, I think, that I want to throw in is the real Steve Irwin. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that, that would have been great. Been yeah, great. because yeah. like I said, like I said before, he never took himself all that yeah. seriously. I mean, about his yeah. conservation and, yes. and yes. support that, of animals, that yeah. was Absolutely. serious. But he himself, he knew he was kind of a punchline, and he yeah. rolled with it. Oh, yeah, he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he loved making fun of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that so FedEx I will commercial. roll for that and do. Oh, look, it's a straight forty. Yes. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Because guess what? It would have it would have put a smile on it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would have put a yeah. smile on a lot of people's faces. Too. Yeah, and genuinely, I remember a um, I remember there was an interview he did. I think it was MTV right around this time or before <laughs> that or something where the the uh, interviewer really had no idea what to ask him. They're like, "Oh, what what slang things do you say in Australia?" And, you know, this guy is so on, like, you know, we're like, normally people are around, like, around a five or a six in mm-hmm. general column. Yeah. You know, Steve is at a hundred. Yep. You know, just kind of blowing through. Oh, you know, it's easy. He's mate. You know, hey, I can put my arm around you and say, you're my mate. And, just, <laughs> and, you know, and just do what he did and just, yeah, he would have done this and would have, like, Okay, we want you to just go ahead and attack Fozzie. Oh, look at that Fozzie! Uh, yeah, I, and he would have gone yeah. on a rant. It would have been yeah. great. Yeah, I, I, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, it's like the, uh, the, uh, was it, this, was it a FedEx commercial that he was in? Yes, or, uh, yeah. it was a FedEx commercial. He was like out, well, out on the road. Use, we didn't use FedEx. Yeah, he's out on the road and he just finds a snake and he, he's talking about it and he gets bit and he's like, oh, blimey. Now, see, th- with this guy, we- we- we've got the antivenom shipped in with FedEx. Because in my line of work, if you're not completely sure, you're completely dead. And then, yeah. like, an assistant comes in from the corner and whispers in his ear and he goes, Oh, crike. It appears we've used a different courier who hasn't arrived yet. But that's okay because... And then he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is fantastic because he just, he-, he didn't take himself all that seriously. And I miss that man so much. Yeah. Gone way too soon yes. and, and just, super and unfortunately. Just like the whisper in his eyes widen. 
Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Gone way too soon in Super Unfortunate. He was a gift to the world, and it's like a thing of, like, we don't we don't deserve dogs. Yeah. I don't think we, we deserve... Yeah, yeah, I don't we think, didn't deserve Steve Irwin. No. Oh. No. Rose Point Blank. No. So I haven't seen it. Yeah. He was a, he's a hitman, and she's his assistant. That's funny. Huh. Uh, they were also in Say Anything. Yeah. yeah I haven't ironically, seen Say Anything. Yeah. Ironically, enough. she played his sister. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a, yeah. You know what? For 16 all the candles. For all yeah. the 80s movies, I've seen 16 yeah. candles. They're, they're bit, bit characters. Okay. Yeah. Martian Child. Uh, Class. War Incorporated. Oh. In 2008. Granville, USA. Mm-hmm. Grandview. Yeah. Sorry, Grandview. Oh. Yeah. Whole bunch of shit we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Anybody any other fantasy casting or so? Uh-huh. Okay. So stay tuned with us for Movie Theater Time Machine with our social media. If you have any ideas on fantasy casting, you know, go ahead and email us Movie Theater Time Machine at gmail dot com. And you know, also it's the best of the best. You just keep in mind that we are now completely off Twitter. Uh, for very obvious Gee, reasons. I could never yeah. understand yeah. why. Yeah. You mean we're not verified now? With yeah. Check mark? It only costs $8. Wait a minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> the dumpster fire doesn't need to be a part of us, and you know, we're fine with that. We don't yeah. need to be a part of that either. I've never, uh, I've never yeah. had a personal Twitter account, yeah. and now I never will, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. And for us with Movie Theater John Machine, we do have some people coming back to us soon, including... Our friend Brad Jones, hey, hey. who has requested to say, "Can I come back before Christmas?" Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, Brad Jones wants to say hi. No problem. No fucking problem. No way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we have many other people who are actually coming on board. Our podcast has been shipped around. Some good people, and they're saying, "Hey, can I be on this too?" Yeah. Uh, no, yes, yes, you can. Why not? Yes, you can. Uh, one person who is not totally confirmed yet, so I can't really say him out loud. Oh, I will say it here. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, um, uh, many others, including the star of My Demon Lover. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> uh, many I saw that of, for so long ago. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I don't be sorry, no, 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 that's all right, that's all right, I mean, many other people, Scott Valentine, who wants to come back, uh, and, uh, you know, Scott Valentine, who was one of those just, I looked, I looked for you, and I'm like, yeah, this is one who you probably would be one who knows who he is. Uh, the name definitely yeah. rings a bell. Scott Valentine played Nick on Growing Pains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, who wants to play Nick on uh, Growing Pains, and ironically, in my demon lover, he played the, the character named Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that one coming. Yeah. But I looked at that. I'm like, hey, let me play. No way. Yeah. That's some kismet right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that's going to be happening. Yep. That's going to have, we're going to have a lot of good things. It's fun this season. If you have any, um, and also, yeah. So, we have uh, for a few weeks, we, Kaz and I wrapped up at the time of recording this. Actually, yesterday had an interview with an actor, Larry Hankin. And uh, Larry Hankin, if you don't know who he is, actually, if you say, hey, it's that guy, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he is actually... Well, those, you may not know his name, but you know You know exactly him. who he is. Yep. He told some incredibly funny stories. Um, you know, if you... 
uh, how he stayed, you know, how he stayed fed in Greenwich Village while he and how he got kicked out by uh, how he got kicked out with college people. Uh, now the Love and Spoonful was laughing at him and how he uh, had to climb a mountain of garbage with John Candy. Uh, but many other stories that were just totally hysterical. And he's a really funny guy, but he is coming out with a book called It's That Guy. <laughs> which apparently I did a perfect commercial for him off the cuff. Well, there you go. <laughs> so she was pretty happy about that. Um, but there won't be much, and Larry Hankin will be back in July once the book is released. Sweet. Um, or whenever it is. Um, so that's with us. So be on the lookout for all that soon, but Larry Hankins and all of you will be out Christmas Day. So we will see you soon. Be good and take care of yourself. Don't be too good, folks. <laughs>